So um, I had a chance to reach out to some of my peoples, and they recommended, it's like, yo, you need to get John Connor on. He's working on some major shit right now, and I think you just really need to catch up the brothers on some dope shit. So here we are tonight, man. John, what's up with you? Thank you, man. I appreciate you allowing me to be on the platform. I'm grateful. I'm humbled, man. Like, uh, I'm a guest in your house right now, so I'm going to wipe my feet off and obey the rules. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's all good. No, I appreciate you, you reaching out, man, and I appreciate this platform, man. I'm good. No doubt, no doubt. So let's 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 get to it. Um, I, for no, well, actually, before that, before we get straight to the music, um, let people know who you are and how you got into rap in the first place, man. Because you had a chance to kind of be side to side by some, but next to some greats as you move through your music career. Um, just give people a brief little history of who you are and what you've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. For everybody that's coming in right now, who John Connor is from Flint, Michigan, born and raised. You know, I was doing my thing on the underground for a minute. Uh, running around from L.A. to New York uh, with my man Young Sav originally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Started a company with Young Sav and uh, Mateen Cleese. That's my brother. Anybody that's up on hoops, you know what I'm saying? Mateen Cleese, Michigan State Spartan in the building. National, national champion, Mateen Cleese. Yeah, man. So <laughs> that's how it started for me is uh, Mimo and Sav, you know, had started our company, ended up uh, – Ended up signing the Aftermath as a result of all of the work that I was doing on the underground. It caught the attention of Exhibit. Exhibit passed the music to Dr. Dre. So that ended up resulting in me doing music and writing and, you know what I'm saying, doing everything that I possibly could to contribute over at Aftermath for those five years. And then after that, man, it was like pretty much you got to get to a point where you graduate, man, where, you know, you you have ownership in your own stock, you know what I'm saying, where you believe in yourself. So it was like Aftermath was like a, like going to college, man. You know what I'm saying? I learned everything that I could learn and grateful for the experience. But at that point, it got to a certain a point where I felt like, you know, I want to produce young artists. I want to have my own record company again, you know what I'm saying? So it's like restarted my company with my dog, Mateen Cleese. Shouts out to my man, Mike Brinkley, my dog, Stan Steps. Like, you know what I'm saying, who honestly you know what I'm saying, are right with me side by side, you know, with creating this company and starting this new, opening, going through this new door in my legacy and in my journey, you know what I'm saying? Like, like helping me along the way. So shouts out to Mateen Cleese, shouts out to Mike Brinkley, you know what I'm saying? And that's what, pretty much where it is, man, have been through a lot, but now people that's just now tuning in to John Carter now, it's me going through a whole nother phase of my journey that I'm excited about, whole new mentality, whole new thought process, and just taking that step to go from being a student to now just to the younger generations being a teacher and being an example of ownership and giving, handing down knowledge to those who need it, man. That's what's up, man. And I feel like right now you're in a good lane to do that. Like, it's, a, it's the perfect time to be an independent artist thanks to streaming platforms and just you have the ability out the gate to have a little bit more control of your voice and, and, and your words. So right now you're in a great place for, uh, for all varsity music to really take off and really be able to, like you say, control your name. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like feeling good. Like even, you know what I'm saying? Um, just being able to release music whenever you want to, to be in control of your own content, how you want to be presented, what you want to say. It's no better feeling than, you know, having that creative freedom and just those liberties there's no better feeling in the world and like you said this is a it's a you know coronavirus excluded this is an amazing time to be an independent artist because there's so much direct to consumer ways that you can uh build that um that um 
connection with your fan base that is yeah. crazy. Like just just people being able to see us do this right now. Like you know what I'm saying? You can get in Bam. contact with somebody, get on your live, and now your fan base can see exactly what you're doing at that moment. If I make a song tomorrow, I could upload it to streaming sites uh that same day. So it's like it's a beautiful time to be independent because I feel like Right now, it's all based on your hard work. It's based on your vision. And I think that those who succeed, that's as a result of their hard work. And we're living in a time that if you don't succeed, that's a reflection of the work that you're not putting in. So I'm a dude that love hard work. I'm from Flint, Michigan. I come from the cloth of hard work. So I just want to work hard and let my work show who I am to the people that are ready to receive what I do. Yeah, man. Well, I know you got a series of albums coming out, um, the SOS Projects, man. It, um Break it down to us. I know it's going to be the, the first album is going to be a, a, the, the kickoff to what's going to be a, um, a total of four albums, correct? Yeah, yeah. SOS is going to be a, a four album process. And then the last one is a is going to be called Loveland. So you got SOS one through four and then Loveland at the end of that. And so SOS pretty much each project. I think that my whole career, I've always tried to make it to where my albums are a reflection of whatever my mental space is at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's like because it was that five year or three, four year gap or however long it was, you know what I'm saying, at that time spent at Aftermath that people didn't know, well, what is he going through? What's going on? What happened? Where Where is he at mentally and creatively? It's like this SOS1 is basically catching people up on just everything that I went through, gone through, the ways that I look at life. Um, and it's like, if you hadn't seen, if you haven't seen a friend in five years, it's they should be evolved. They're going to be a different person than the last time that you last spoke to them. So that's the way I look at my relationship with uh, the people that support my music is that, okay, it's been five years since I was able to talk to my fan base. So let me catch them up on what has happened to me and just where my mindset is at now. That's what's up, man. So um, I know you also got some pretty, some pretty heavy hitters on the project as well, man, from Kelly Price to DJ Paul. You even got Daylight chopping in, man. Um, yeah. Speak to some of the people you got contributing to the project, and, and what, what made you tap those people to kind of help out with this? Well, um, with me, with features, it's basically like, um, I don't, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm not really a clout chaser type dude. Like, I don't really, I'm not really in it for that. Like, when I do collaborations with people, it's because there's a genuine connection between me and the artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. On a personal level, just as human beings, I would, I don't know that I would ever just jump on records with somebody uh, and I don't agree with them on a spiritual level just to sell some records. I, I just, I, that ain't what I stand for. So it's like everybody that's on the project, like I vibe with them as a person from Kelly Price being on the intro and she did such a phenomenal job and she just bring that Holy Ghost up out you dog on that on that intro man she did such a wonderful job and it's like Kelly Price is like one of my closest friends I love her to death I consider her I consider her a sister like she didn't been down with me through the hard times and and all of that we didn't say prayers together and ate food together and kicked it and like so to for us to do music together is a natural transition because we kick it with each other even when we're not doing music. It's the same thing with like DJ Paul, who is like a big brother mentor figure to me. I call and talk to DJ Paul just about life shit. Like in the same thing with Kelly Price. I call and talk to certain some of these people about life shit, like Kid Vicious, you know what I'm saying? And Royce the Five Nine. Like I love those dudes. Like we kick it just on just just regular, just real nigga shit. That's a real like, circle to have. <laughs> That's a real circle to have to be able to hit up for advice, just talk about life shit. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like 
with the, the people that's on the project. It, these are people that I would kick it with anyway. I just did a live conversation with Daylight a little earlier, and we were talking for like two hours about spirituality and just inner peace. It's like, these are people that I fuck with, you know what I'm saying, just as humans, as individuals. So all of the collaborations on the project are organic. You know what I'm saying? They came because these were people that knew me, you know, before my deal with Aftermath, throughout my deal with Aftermath and after, you know what I'm saying, who are just friends of mine and just are really, really cool people that I would associate with whether I did music with them or not. Okay. And I also know you got the docu-series coming up on um, um, The Road to a Legend, um, which is going to feature a lot of major people. You got Draymond Green in there again. Um, you, got the, you got the mayor of Flint. Um, talk to us about the road to um, the road to legendary and, and what people, what fans can kind of take away from the docuseries once we do see it. Well, the road to legendary is a five part docuseries about my life up until this point right now. Um, like I said, when I spent all that time on the major label, it was like, you know, people want answers, you know, and sometimes, you know, you can't really just, you can't just get on your, uh, your Twitter or your Instagram and just, get to wilding out and just, you know what I'm saying, writing paragraphs about what exactly you're going through. But my whole life, I've been taping my life. You know, since I was a little kid, I've always been passionate about film just as much as music. So from the time I was a kid, I was all, I always had a camera on me, like taping everything. So in the road to Legendary, you know, you get to see me as a kid, how I had a love for music. You get to see me in high school battling people in the hallways. You know, you get to see me throughout my underground a career when I was dropping mixtapes every two months. You get to see, you get to actually see my time spent at Aftermath. You get to see my time after that. It's like five parts for the people that have been following my career and even for the people that are getting introduced to me for the first time. It's my whole life story leading up to this point so that when you listen to the SOS album, you'll be caught up and brought all up to speed that I'm not just a dude that started rapping yesterday and that I'm looking for music to be just a quick lick. Like you can watch my life story and see everything that I've put into it. And I just want people to be caught up on who I am as an artist and just know that I, I do my best and I give my all and it's been that way since I was a kid. Word, man. Talk to us about Flint, Michigan, man, and what that means to you as an artist and how it helped you, how it helped shape you as an artist. You know, it's, 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 a, it, it's always had a, a reputation of being one of those tough cities, one of those cities that kind of, that would breed somebody who's kind of um, ready to take on the world. Um, speak to us about growing up in Flint and what that really meant to you as far as being an artist and, you know, your development as an artist. Well, yeah, Flint definitely, it breeds hard workers. You know, we come from a place that was built off the automotive industry. You know what I'm saying? My mother, my father, they worked in the plant. So I grew up like just seeing hard work. My grandfather, my grandparents, like everybody around me was always hard workers. And that's the fabric and the fiber of what Flint people are built on. It's like, that's in my DNA. Like I would never know how to give up because that's just a trait of Flint people. We don't know how to quit. We don't know how to give up. Like just look at, you know, the people that f are from Flint that's in the entertainment business all share that same quality in their DNA. You look at Anthony and Andre Durrell, the professional boxers. My man, Anthony Durrell, he beat cancer, came back and won the WBC championship twice. You know, you look at Clarissa Shields, who is from Flint, Michigan, who went on to win gold medals in the Olympics twice and then won every weight class championship belt in female boxing. You look at my partner, my brother, Mateen Cleves, who when they went to the national championship, bro, he broke his ankle, came back in the game, and then helped his team win the championship. So it's like, 
with every Flint person, even like a uh, shout out to Terry Crews, who was also a big brother and mentor of mine, like his story of going to the NFL, then leaving the NFL, having to start all the way over and then becoming one of the most successful people in Hollywood and the entertainment business. That's all Flint. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's who we are, like as a people. So it's like being from Flint is, you know, 100% a part of my DNA is why I don't quit, is why when I spit or in my music, I just want to push that message of never give up, never say die, because as Flint people, that's just how we come up, man. Man, I, you know, and, and thinking again about Flint, I know that we're still in a situation where, where clean water is still a, a, a need, you know what I'm saying, going through there. How has the city been been, been um, reacting to this to, to COVID-19 and having to, having to quarantine? Like, like how has the city just been dealing with that overall, being that they were already having, already having issues? Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that, man, because, you know, think about it. We all, as, as the world being a community right now, we're all dealing with the coronavirus and COVID-19. But for us, it's a little different because you're dealing with a virus to where our water is still poison. You know what I'm saying? Our water still has lead in it. What do you do? You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you either choose coronavirus or lead poisoning. That's the reality for Flint people right now. You know, these are like gold coins because you got to use them sparingly. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, which days are you going to use water to drink? Which days are you going to use these bottled waters to wash up? Which days are you going to take a shower and gamble on if you might get lead poison or not? So for us in Flint, it's a little different. It's like we're dealing with the virus as well as the epidemic and the uh, crisis that we were already dealing with. So we got it double time. So it's like, but you know, I'm a spiritual person and say, God, don't put more on you than you could bear. And like I said, we flint strong and we gonna get through. And we've already been proven and tested that we can overcome anything. And so it's like, we not just dealing with the sickness the way the world is, we're dealing with that and poison water on top of that. But I'm a true Flintstone and we gonna get through it. And our resilience, I want our resilience as a city and as a community to show through to the world that we can get through anything. You know, if Flint people can get through this and the water at the same time, we all can have, we all can have hope and lean on each other. And we know that we're going to get through it, man. True, true, man. And speaking about overcoming, um, you know, after leaving your aftermath situation, I know that had to have been a daunt that's a daunting task. You know, saying you're going from a major label situation, you're going from a machine to having to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give to somebody who's who's in that process as well? Because we see artists almost get recycled nowadays, you know, saying where you sign to somebody one day and you out the door the next. Um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody as far as maintaining their career after they have to leave the situation they thought they dreamed about? I would tell them that um, you're not special because you're chosen. You're chosen because you're special. Mm -hmm. Like never start to believe that these accolades that you receive like money, deals, uh, awards, or whatever the case may be, those things can't be what validate you. The validation has to come from things spiritually. Make music because you love to make people happy and see people enjoying your craft, no matter. So that don't matter if you independent or on a major, the, um, you know, the end result is still the same, that you still feel happy, whether it's a million people or a thousand people hearing your music, be happy that you still blessed enough to wake up that day in this area, your lungs to be able for anyone to hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would tell them that find peace and find happiness in things that don't involve materialism or other people's perspective. You are you because you are you. You were born you, and none of these things validate you. Not a record deal, not a car, not none of that. Like, the thing that validates you is your belief in yourself, and you are whatever you say you are and believe you are. 
So I would just keep telling young artists that find peace in the process, that everything has divine timing. Everything is a divine plan and nothing is an accident. Nothing is by coincidence. So if you can get through like, um, and man, I don't want to get too long winded, but I'll, I'll just say this to end in that part of it all is that sometimes those scars, your battle scars or are like your uh, medals of honor. Like, you know what I'm saying? You go through things. There is no progress without struggle. So you should almost be extremely happy when your journey gets extremely hard because that means your rewards are going to be even greater. You wouldn't appreciate shit if you never had to struggle for anything. So it's like with situations like whether you leave a label, join a label, start your own label, whatever it is that you do, just understand that consider it pure joy when you face trials, man, because those trials are the things that create your perseverance. So you just got to let perseverance finish its work so you can be mature, man. Word, man. Well, 420 was yesterday, and I know you live in a recreational legal state. Did you get a chance to partake in any of the festivities? So check it out. I'm not really a smoker, but I am an edible guy. Like, yo, oh, man, okay. yeah, when I need to kick back, you know what I'm saying? I might I might hit the little edible. Um, I definitely do have some edible cinnamon toast crunch little uh, joints over here right now. <laughs> so, so, yeah, for 420, man, I ate my uh, a little piece of an edible, and I was nice. I was nice for the rest of the night, dog. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Hey, bro, I pre really appreciate your time. I want you to let people know when will SOS be available for streaming and when can they catch it? When can um road when can they catch out Road to um Legendary? And just how can we just support you in any other way? Well, man, um SOS will be out this Monday, April 27th, um, which yeah. is a very significant date for me. It's uh it's my little cousin Jack who passed away. That's his birthday, and it's my little niece Nevaeh's birthday. So that date has special uh, a special meaning for my family. So April 27th, SOS will be out on all streaming platforms. And also uh, the road to legendary. It'll probably be episode one, probably going to drop um, a week after that. So probably the Monday after that. But I got to holler at the team, Mo Cleaves, Mike Brinkley. They're going to let me know. They're going to let y'all know the for sure date. So right now I'm just, you know, excited and shit. I'm hoping episode <laughs> one come out next Monday. But it'll be out sooner than later. We just got the final drafts back of all five episodes. So it'll be coming shortly after, man, to support the album, man. And I just want to say, again, thank you for, you know what I'm saying, letting me be on your platform, man, and promote what I got going on, man. No doubt, John. I appreciate your time, man. Um, that's all I need for you tonight. And that's Cash Color Cannabis, high level of conversation live from Atlanta. Peace. Peace.